Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to a day of prayer. I'm glad you could join us today. Today we are continuing in First First Samuel chapter six. Mm-hmm. Amen. But before we begin, let's before we get to it, let's get to some prayer. All right. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, yes. for this time that we could thank spend you, in your presence with you and and also in fellowship with each other, Lord, mm-hmm. just as you commanded. Lord, we are especially thankful for you. We just want to magnify and glorify your name, Lord, because you are God. We thank you that you have given us the opportunity to be sons and daughters of the Most High, that we can boldly come before you to learn you. Not just what's in your word, your word is you, but we can learn you, your ways, your thoughts, your nature, your character, and ultimately become like you, like your son, Jesus. So we thank you, we praise you for this. We praise you and glorify you for your Holy Spirit that you have sent to teach us, to lead us, to guide us in all things, all wisdom, truth, and knowledge. we, We thank you for the revelation that you are going to give today about yourself, about your, you, who you are we can take it and we can apply it to our lives and move forward to be like you. Yes. Ask these things in the name of Jesus. Jesus name. Amen. 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 Alright, so chapter 6 beginning in verse 1. Let's read through verse 9. Who wants to volunteer? Alright, sir. Now the ark of the Lord was in the country of the Philistines seven months. And the Philistines called for the priests and the diviners, saying, What shall we do that with the ark of the Lord? Tell us how we should send it to send it to his place. So they said, If you send away the ark of God of Israel, do not send it empty. But by all means return it to him with a trespassing offering. Then you will be healed, and it will be known to you why his hand is not removed from you. And they said, What is what is the trespass offering which we shall return to him? They answered, Five golden tumor, tumors and five golden rats, according to the number of the lords of the Philistines. For the same plague was on all of you and your lords. Therefore you shall make images of your tumors, and images of your rats that ravage the land. And you shall give glory to the God of Israel. Perhaps he will lie his hand from you, from my God, and from your land. When, why, why then do you hide your hearts as the Egyptians and fail hide their hearts? When he did mighty things among them, did he not let the people go that they might depart? Now, therefore, make a, make a new card. Take Two milk cows which have never been yoked, and hasten the cows to the cart, 
and take their caps and take their caps home away from them. Then the Ecube guide then took the Ecube guide and set it on the cart and put the articles of gold which he returned to him as the strips passed off me in his chest by the side. Then turned away and let it go. Verse 9. Verse 9 too, please. <coughs> Verse 9 too. What's up? And watch. If it goes off the road to its own territory to back Shemesh, then he has done us this great evil. But if not, then we shall know that it is not his hand that struck us. It happened to us by chance. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's everything. There's a lot in there. So, who would like to begin the discussion? Kylie, you have something to say. Absolutely. I was just going to say, like, it was amusing that they said, if it goes up the street, up the path, then the Lord has done this. But if not, it just happened to us by chance. I would have been like, well, why did it happen regardless? Because it would seem, no matter where it went, people were getting struck. And so it was kind of like they did bad math. They said one plus two equals five. <laughs> like, no. And also, I was curious, like how they put the golden images. Mm -hmm. Like, did they put it in a different chest and set it by the mm -hmm. ark, or did they actually put it inside the ark? No, they put it next to in the cart. You read that So I. We haven't exactly gotten to that point, but they set it next to the ark. And I'm still amazed. That's like, the trespass offering. Oh, that makes sense. Right, like for most people that worship gods or things, right? And you see us in other countries, especially, they'll have their little mm -hmm. table or whatever for their, their idol that they serve, and they'll put something in front of it. Their deity, their god. Yes. False god, but... Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever it is that they're serving. Right. Don't put it in front of it. Whatever. It was also like, I'm also curious how they were moving the ark and how, if they didn't have enough common sense, how were they moving it without breaking any of the Lord's mandates on how it should be carried? Because if you're putting it in a cart to go with the cow, you're not exactly technically following it by carrying the pole. They're not supposed to be touching it, period. It's yeah, not for sorry. them, right? It was for Israel. But I believe the Lord wanted his cart. <laughs> no, I mean, he wanted his, his... Stuff to go back to Israel. Right. He wanted it to come back, so he gave him some grace. Because I don't think he wanted to kill the Philistines. He wanted them to stop trespassing against him. Yes, and also the fact that they called it the Ark of the Lord, not... A little god like everybody else it was the lord and they called it by its proper name so you see how they they've transitioned their language they 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 learned some lessons they got some messages in between there Along like on the way yes oh this is the real god okay <laughs> okay <laughs> no he's not just the god of israel he's the lord now yes the lord is different <laughs> absolutely anyone else um I was just curious why they said he has done this 
he has done us this great evil. She's curious about that part. I think it's just language of the time. Well, it's attributing blame, right? Yes. It has to come from somewhere. So they were stating that the Lord did it. But remember, this goes back to what they said in chapter 4, right? They acknowledged, uh, verse 7 and 8, I believe. Uh, now, they incorrectly attributed it by saying these are the gods who struck the Egyptians with plagues in the wilderness. Right? So, it's acknowledging God's power, but incorrectly. Because mm -hmm. they, well, as we just pointed out, they've come into, a, they've gained some understanding mm -hmm. on some things. First they said it was the people that basically delivered themselves. Correct. Now they're going, oh, it's not about the people, it's the Lord who delivered them. And, you know, they, they, rem they reminisced on <laughs> the Egyptians and Pharaoh, and they had a whole bunch more information and more accurate details this time. They harden their hearts. They, hey, don't harden your hearts. Same message <laughs> that we hear a lot of times. Jesus is like, hey, when I come to the door and knock, and that he does not, he does not come to us with plagues and things of that nature. But when he tugs on our heart by the Holy Spirit, he's like, don't harden your heart. Exactly. Don't harden your heart. And he says the same thing. The Egyptian, the Pharaoh, hardened his heart. The children of Israel hardened their hearts in the wilderness. And these people are going, hey. Don't harden your hearts like they did. Let's humble ourselves. Or it's going to be worse. This is kind of like a check. Hey, stop doing this. And they're like, oh. So here, they got their math. Two plus two is four. Like if we harden our hearts, we're going to look just like they did. There may not have been a Red Sea for them to fall into, but the rats and the tumors, they were like, that's enough. Pharaoh had to go through how many plagues? Ten. Ten plagues. And then plus being covered up by the Red Sea. So he was very stubborn. They were like, okay, two's good. <laughs> two's good. Two's good. We've already seen where this is headed, and we don't like it. We're going to change course now. Mm-hmm. But then they still left a little. They had their soothsayers, so they, they are dice rollers. Chance, that's how they think. So it's like, well, just in case, maybe it was by chance. But everything that they did was like, hey, okay, we saw what happened. And then it's because we're resisting the Lord. So let's stop resisting him and give him his stuff back and stop violating him. So. Anyone else? You're going to say something, Promise? I also know why they had said too, because they haven't been yoked. Mm -hmm. Okay, explain. So I know stuff's interesting because usually, not usually, Dad had said that the one of the yoke cows is older than the other one's younger, so the old one could teach them when they work together. Mm -hmm. And then, so like when the when the lords of the Philistines said for them to go watch. Yeah, I could see if it went that way. I noticed that the that have that they put the two unyoked cows because if it wasn't if it was by chance it would make the cows would go in two different directions. Uh, 
Maybe it's possible. If they moved it all. If they moved it all, right. But the other aspect is this: we get everything in here, make a new cart, take two milk cows that have never been yoked, hitch the cows to the cart, take their calves home away from them. Right, take the Ark of the Lord, set it on the cart. Everything in there is new. Mm -hmm. Right? Does that sound familiar? It should, mm -hmm. all the way back to Cain and Abel, where it was the best, the first fruits of their labor. Right? So in other words, not just any old thing. Not, oh, this is an old cow. I'm going to hook him up with a new one, and they'll, they'll figure it out. They'll get there eventually, wherever it is that they're supposed to go, right? Because they didn't know. But everything was new, it was their best. They were offering the Lord their best, which is a, an example for all of us. Mm -hmm. That's what the Lord requires, it's all it is. Why would we give him second rate, old, used stuff? Mm -hmm. He wants our best. So this is what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And the Lord didn't get upset with them because it wasn't Israel's best, or exactly. he understood that. Which was the next point I was going to bring, was he gave them grace and met them where they were at, mm -hmm. in everything, right? Um, so we already acknowledged about how they, they have wrongly attributed it, everything that was happening before um, with Egypt and the plagues in the wilderness. But now they're they're coming into correct alignment, but... Yesterday we brought up in chapter 5, the last verse, verse 12. Uh, it says, The men who did not die were stricken with the tumors, and the cry of the city went up to heaven. Right? And then it says in verse 1 of chapter 6, how this is essentially it's telling us, informing us that this process had taken seven months, and then they come up with a plan to return the ark. Right, but in so doing, what's happening? Yes, they're growing in the knowledge of the Lord, as it were. Is it, is it entirely accurate and perfect? No. But the Lord gave grace. He met them where they were at, right? Which goes to another often quoted section of Scripture in Second Chronicles, excuse me, 7, and I'll just read verses 12 through 14, right? Uh, says the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice when I shut up heaven and there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then I will hear from heaven I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. You see that same thing being played out here. They clearly had come, the Philistines had come to a place of humbling themselves and submitting to the Lord. While they didn't necessarily know exactly how, you could argue, um, I'll say the, the laws, the rules, his, his commands, they were coming to that place. The Lord gave grace. It says, like I said, chapter 5, verse 12. How the cry of the city went up to heaven. In other words, the Lord heard them. And then, yes, they went to make things right. They gave an, an offering to the Lord, honoring him, revering him, right? And uh, to send it to send the, the ark of the Lord. 
back to the place where he belonged, where he chose to reside, which was among his people. But now on the my people part, we're all the Lord's people. Every person is the Lord's person. We're all his creation. Mm -hmm. Some choose to accept him as Lord and Savior and accept as, I don't say make, but acknowledge that he is Lord and Savior mm -hmm. and submit to him, follow him, right? And others choose to reject. Now here, these are people that clearly had rejected the Lord. They done their, They were doing their own thing. But the Lord met them where they were at. He gave grace. He gave a, a way of escape, if you will, for them. Mm -hmm. As he does to all of us. So it's something that we should take note of and apply to our lives. Anyone else? Okay. Let's move forward. Um, how about we read 10 through 18? Oh, yeah. All right, sir. Go ahead. Then the men did so. They took two milk cow cows and hitched them to the cart and shut up their cows at home. And they set the ark of the Lord on the cart in the chest with the gold rats in the image of the images of their tumors. Then the cows headed straight through the road to Beth Shemesh and went along the highway, lowing as they went, and did not turn aside to the right hand or the left. And the lords of the Philistines went after them to the border of Beth Shemesh. Now the people of Beth Shemesh were reaping their wheat harvest in the valley, and they lifted their eyes and saw the ark and rejoiced to see it. Then the cart came into the field of Joshua of Beth Semesh, and there and stood there. A large stone was there. So they split the wood of the cart and offered the cows as a burnt offering to the Lord. The Levites took down the ark of the Lord and the chest that was with it, in which were the articles of gold, and put them on the large stone. Then the Beth then the men of Beth Shemesh offered burnt offerings and made sacrifices the same day to the Lord. So when the five lords of the Philistines had seen it, they returned to Ekron that same day. These were the golden images which the Philistines returned as a trespassing offering to the Lord. One for Ashid, one for Gaza, one for Ascalon, Ashkelon, Ashkelon, one for Gad, one for Ekron, and a number, and the golden rats, according to the number of all the cities of the Philistines belonging to the five lords, both fortified cities and country villages, even as far as the large stone of Abel, on which they set the ark of the Lord, which stone remains in, to this day in the field of Joshua of Beth Shemesh. Yeah, absolutely. Anyone have anything they want to share? You know what? Mm -hmm. Like mooing mm -hmm. or making sounds, animal sounds. I always, I always mm -hmm. kind of chuckle at that that they were in perfect formation going up the, yes. <laughs> going up the road. They're like it maybe happened to us by chance. But the cows were like this. Nope, it was on purpose. 
the oh, horse the, said go. So they had two cows that they hitched the Take cart to and put everything on mm-hmm. and then just cut them loose. Like the cows were expected to know where to go, and, and they did, of course. But They said if God can do all this, he can do that too, exactly. right? Exactly. So, so there was a faith and a trusting in the Lord, and uh, to to take take the wheel. Exactly, <laughs> Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> no, but um, these were these cows were ones that had just had babies. Milk cows mm-hmm. means that they were lactating to feed their their offspring. Mm-hmm. So we we know that animals, especially mothers, naturally are drawn to their babies, especially when they're in the the nursing stage meaning they need the milk from their mother to survive. Yes. And um, they naturally want to go where their babies are. They know their smell. They know their sound. They will look for them if they're separated. So the fact that these, these ones, who had, they didn't know how to pull a cart. They hadn't been trained how to do that. That's the significance of them never being yoked because mm-hmm. they weren't already submissive and prepared and ready to pull carts. They were still kind of wild. They had just given birth. So they had little babies, calves, our little baby cows at home that were still drinking milk from their mother. <clears throat> and they took them away and locked them up, separated them. And I'm sure the little babies were making noise on their way home because they, you know, cry out a little bit when they're being taken away from their moms. And then the, the mom cows are just sitting there, which cow means female, <laughs> cow. Um, so that, that's very significant that the Lord was like, hey, made a point. I got these. And they just nicely, in formation, went up the, mm-hmm. went up the hill or down the road or whichever way they went to where they were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyone else? I also find it funny that the Lord followed after the cart. Like, almost no. like they were waiting Stocking to see what happened, it. and they wanted to know, not in the sense of amazement, that the cows went straight and they didn't turn right or left. They just walked. Well, you got to figure there was, yes, they were trying to operate in faith. We're going to do this thing, and we're going to allow it to, to play out. But then there's the other aspect, human nature. When it gets involved, right there's doubt. So it's what if they didn't? What if the cows didn't bring the cart, the ark, back to Israel? What if they turned on another road, right? So, so there's still the. It shows the human nature, the human perspective is. I'm still gonna follow through with this. I've still gotta gotta watch and, and steer and make sure that, or attempt to, to drive the bus, right, and see it if it's going to play out how we intended for it to play out instead of just trusting the Lord mm. completely that he's got it and they all are they also had ingrained in their culture the, the soothsaying the divining which is throw dice look at some bones in a cup or swirl some liquid in a cup and see what you know see what happens so there's always chance involved with them and they they said that at the end of verse 9 mm-hmm. like we're pretty sure this is the Lord, but it might still be by chance because this is what's, that's what's on the inside of them. The, the recognition of God is new to them. That's a new addition to their lifestyle. But in their innermost being, like in the core of them, they think in terms of chance. So you got to still find out. This is a learning experience furthermore for them to go, okay, we think this is the Lord. We've, we've come to that by our reasoning 
and whatnot, but there's still a chance that it's by chance. Superstitions and exactly whatever, whatever else. So that's still there. So they they walked, you know, watched it out to go see first. Is it is it God or not? Is it God? Okay. So they they saw that it was God when they and the children of Israel were waiting and God had made sacrifices. So they're like, shoo. But then they were like, okay, are we going to be relieved from these issues? Because if it's not the Lord, they're still going to have a problem, right? So that's something else that they have to go figure out. So since God had these animals go, which the cattle on a thousand hills belongs to him. Amen. So watch these little cattle that do, in fact, yield themselves to the Lord, go up the hill or up the highway. I'm sorry. I don't know why there's a hill in my mind. They go down the highway and they don't even turn their heads or pull the cart crooked. They're straight down the line, which is how God asks us to walk, to neither turn to the left or the right, but to to stay straight on the road that he set for us. by animals, cows. Mm-hmm. And they got to their destination and they stood there. They didn't run off. They didn't keep going past them because they took too long. They stood there. So they were like, okay, now, all right. So clearly it was God. So then now they should have hope and expectation of being relieved from the things that were happening, right? Yes. So they they followed to see what their outcome was going to be. If the cows kept going or turned around and circled back, then they might still have a problem on their hands. But since it is, it was verified to them that that was the Lord, you know, bringing the cows, taking the ark home, then they were like, okay, we should be good. I like how, uh, how Israel comes dark when it's returned. Mm-hmm. They're reaping, doing their, going about their also daily business. Mm-hmm. And then when the Lord returns, everything stopped, went right to it, mm-hmm. and uh, presented uh, everything as an offering to the Lord. You know, this reminds me of Abraham when he was offering Isaac, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a ram in the bush. God provided the wood everything for the exactly. offering. He provided the cattle, right? Like it was, it, it all came there right there to it, to them, and they knew what to do. Let's take the cart. Here's the wood. Got it. Here's the cattle we put on there. Nobody tried to take it into their own house and go, ooh, look at this shiny cart. Nope. Hey. You know, nobody thought it was an opportunity for themselves to benefit. They knew that they were supposed to recognize the Lord and well, honor him with those items and that God actually did provide those, the cart itself for the wood and the animals for the sacrifice uh that happened there happened with elijah and elisha when you found him in the field he was he was plowing right mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. okay you know you're gonna come into service for the lord and he put everything down he utilized the the hitch that he was plowing to uh as or the wood from that to make an offering and the cows that he was using to plow the field same thing sacrifice them to the lord and then move forward in the things of him mm-hmm. so yeah you see that that played out constantly and unfortunately they have a little bit of an issue coming up but they do remember this as you're living your life before the lord he is holy Amen. he is who he is yes he loves us and he is our father but he is god and he is holy so he wants us to come to him but you know my mom and my dad when I was younger and 
coming into my my teenhood my teenhood <laughs> my, my teen years I never said that. <laughs> and as a young woman um they would go uh don't forget yourself now <laughs> don't forget who i am like you know my little my language got a little flip and um i forgot some of the standards that they set for me they would give me that look and eyeball to eyeball yep. don't forget now you guys hear that same kind of language don't forget who you are don't forget who i am because yes i love you yes we're your parents and we are we are um counselors and we want to hear what you have to say but be respectful absolutely be respectful don't forget yourself and let your mouth start running away with you or your thoughts to become evil concerning god he stated about the children of israel they spoke evil against him he is not an evil god he's a good god and he only does good things right and that he said that about them they speak evil concerning him they don't say and even in job's friends he said they didn't say what's right concerning me so they were attributing negative attributes to the living god and he said that's not acceptable he's god he can make that standard he can make that call so you respect him and when he speaks to you yes sir yes father i got i hear you and i'm going to obey what you're telling me to do don't Harden your heart. We see repeatedly throughout the word, hardening your heart is contrary to the Lord. Even if you're doing it accidentally, check yourself. Stop doing it. Soften your heart. You guys hear us say that to you as well. Don't harden your heart. Revere him. So you can hear and get the message that he's got for you. Mm-hmm. And then come to him boldly. Come boldly before the throne of grace. But also when it comes to carrying things out, remember that he's holy. He is God, Almighty God, okay? The Most High God. I'm sorry, I had to get that. Amen. (laughs) Bless your name, Jesus. Okay. So so there's that. And then the other aspect that's covered is the lords of the Philistines. They followed it. They saw what the people did, and they were like, okay, we're good. We're, Mm -hmm. uh, I'll say, absolved of this, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right, of our role in this. And then they left. They just, they returned home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then see what the Lord does as a result of the people and not revering him and, and respecting him for who he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so will someone read verse 19 through the end of the chapter, please? They will. All right, Layla, go for it. Then he struck the men of Beth Shemesh because they had looked into the ark of the Lord. He struck 50,070 men of the people, and the people lamented because the Lord had struck the people with the great slaughter. And the men of Beth Shemesh said, Who is able to stand before this holy Lord God, and to whom shall it go up from us? So they sent messengers to the inhabitants of Kirjath, to Jerem, saying, The Philistines have brought back the ark of the Lord. Come down and take it up with you. Sure. I was like, why were they looking in the ark? They, they all knew the rules. I think they were interested, maybe curious, because there was a chest next to it that had stuff in it. So they wondered, did they put something in there? That would be a... I could see maybe somebody thinking that, well, maybe... And forgetting themselves, mm-hmm. you know... Yes. 
and that God is in fact holy. He said, don't touch his ark. Don't touch it and don't look into it. Um, it's kind of like when you guys, like when, when we're home, you all know what my rules are, what our rules are. And I say mine, but what me and dad's rules are. And if we have a guest come over and they don't know about this rule, but they violate it, I'm going to go, okay, hey, Billy, hey, Jimmy, or, you know, Susie, whatever. Please don't jump on the couch. <laughs> it's just an example. But for There's you, yeah, because they don't know. Maybe they jump on the couch at their house and their parents allow that or, hey, it happens. But Kyla, Layla, LaCharles, and Thomas, <laughs> you know not to jump on the couch. So if your foot finds its way up there, I'm going to... I'm going to help you out in a different way because you, you know, know better. You can't have follow the rules. And that's what happened here. In verse 15, all right, if we go back there a second, it says, The Levites took down the ark of the Lord in the chest that was with it, in which were the articles of gold, and put them in the large stone. And then they offered burnt offerings. So they were half obedient. They got the right people, like the people... The Levites, the ones the Lord mm -hmm. had designated to carry the ark, to minister to the Lord, right? The ones who had no portion in the land because the Lord was their portion. So they half, they were half obedient. But partial obedience counts as disobedience. You can't half do the things that you've been commanded to do and expect full blessing and benefit. You can't violate the Lord or His, His will what he has commanded mm -hmm. and expect that everything will be well with us. Mm -hmm. Again, there's the respect, there's a reverence that must be given to him for who he is. And yeah, they, they did part of it right. But then how do you skip to a, a place where well, we can all just open up the ark and peer inside and see what's in it? Make sure it's still good. Now, somebody's asking the question, I can hear you going, how do you know? Well, how do you know? How do you know what? How much you can do, and what you're supposed to do, what's right, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Ask the Lord. He's always made that mm -hmm. his standard. Come and seek Him. Yes, you're excited in the moment. This thing that's such a big prize in a, you know, it matters to them, has returned, and you're excited and you're happy. But don't carry off in assumptions and presumptions. Come and go. Okay. All right, Lord, you know, uh, do I need to do this? Do you, you know, do you want me to do this over here? He wants to be engaged in every aspect of our life. So it doesn't, it takes no time just to go, Holy Spirit, what do you say about this? Lord, and then God will provide when we trust him, he will provide the assistance and the help that we need. But we have to make it our practice to seek him out, to ask him the questions. Don't assume, just ask him. Now, if he's already told you something to do, go do what he told you to do. But if there, you come to an area and you're like, well, okay, you didn't say anything about this. It's a little bit, a little shaky. Um, I want to make sure that everything's okay, Lord. But I also know that you said, don't touch this with my hand. Don't look inside of it because you can't, it had a top on it. So you can't look inside of it unless you touch it. So to mm -hmm. stop and go, okay, let me humble myself before you and reverence you, Jesus. Reverence you, Holy Spirit. Reverence you, my um, most high God and ask you a question and let you answer it accordingly because he would have been like mm, 
no, or somebody would have come and put their hand out to grab, <laughs> you know what I mean, and go, no, don't do that. Don't touch the ark. We see that even the Philistines were able to tap into God's provision. Mm-hmm. That people that didn't know God, how much more so his children? That he taught from the beginning. Right, is available He's available to us to ask him. So don't go it on your own. Don't go, you gave me two steps, Lord. All right, bye. Now. And then you drive the rest of the way. <laughs> and, you know, the Lord's like, I was going to say, you know, ask him a question. Make sure that he stays in command. And he is, in fact, Lord of your life. He is, in fact, Lord of every situation that you go into because you belong to him. Right? And if you're going to have his outcome, shouldn't you have his guidance? Mm-hmm. The whole way to get to an to get to an outcome, that means you started at the beginning, you went to a middle, and now you've hit a conclusion, right? So if you go through all these phases, doesn't it make sense to have the Lord there with you all the time to maintain your communication? Not just go, I talked to him at the beginning, now I'm at some kind of ending. That doesn't make sense. Stay with him. Because also a thing of faith is it's rare that the whole plan is just rolled out before you. From the beginning of your to the time that you're extremely rare ending at the end of your lifespan. So faith is meant to be a walk with God. It's it's meant to be a trust him and lean on him, depend on him, come to him, know him, talk to him, hear what he has to say about everything. Even the disciples, he said, don't even worry about what you're going to say in the moment. When it's time, I'll give you what you need to say. Mm -hmm. So that means stay in contact. Don't go, I got it, Lord. Bye. And you know, you've, you've left him on the side of the road, his coat snatched in your door <laughs> because you sped off without him. No, stay with him. Stay in communication with him. Ask all the way through. Because it takes, you, it takes no time. It takes you no, nothing just to go, hey, Lord, what do you think? Right, it just comes down to remaining in relationship with him. So mm-hmm. if you look at these events, right, we're, we're going to paraphrase here slightly, but the first ordeal is they didn't have the Lord. He comes to them on top of his ark, right, while they're in the field. They have the Lord. Clearly there's celebration and there's reverence Mm -hmm. given. And then just as fast, now, let's let's remember, because it it was expressed earlier in in Samuel, about how, this is, or maybe within our discussion, how the ark of the covenant was where the Lord resided, Mm -hmm. between the two cherubim, on what's known as the mercy seat. You have to remove that out of the way to peer into the ark, Mm. to view its contents. So just as fast as they came into the Lord and revered him, they pushed him out of the way, removed him, pushed him out of the way in order to peer inside and look at what was inside this ark. Looking for deeper things, secret things, that were for the that were the Lord's to reveal when He wanted. So the point that you brought up about remaining, that's that's huge. That's key for all of us. It's you could argue that just as fast as, as they received the Lord, right, rededicated their lives, returned to Him, or you know drew near the Lord and the Lord drew near to them. After being humbled and all these other things, right, the whole landscape, the whole the whole nation of Israel in this case, being humbled, coming back into alignment with the Lord with his ways, just as fast as they had received him again. They pushed him out of the way to get to 
something else. It's a, an example that we all should, should learn from. And then not apply that part to our lives of pushing him out of the way, but remaining in him in faith. Mm -hmm. Holding right. fast to him, revering yeah. him, always, at all times, staying in, <coughs> in contact with him and in his presence. Again, mm -hmm. not pushing him out of the way. And be watchful of those opportunities that seem to rise up. It, it's kind of like when we're, we're walking by the Spirit, but sometimes your flesh tries to take over and you don't really see when the transition happens. In yourself, you're like, I was just doing great with the Lord, but now how did I end up here? Right? Because your flesh kind of just swooped in and took over and you didn't notice the difference in the transition. So you have to be mindful of the opportunities that come up to try to make you fall. That's why it's so important to stay with the Lord. That to walk like Lord, if you're taking this step, this is the step I'm taking. And when you're taking the next step, I'm gonna take the next step. Moses, when the Lord was like, Hey, he was like, Go on, take you and this stiff neck people. Y'all go on. And Moses was like, Nah, -uh. no Lord. <laughs> if you don't go, if your presence doesn't go with me, I'm not going. I there's nowhere for me to go. I'm not going. If you don't go, if, no, if you go, I'll go. But if you're not going, I'm not going. Right, the same opportunities presented to Peter in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. He said, no, are you going to go too? And he said, no, where would we go? You have the words of eternal life. Mm -hmm. Same exact, at the core of it, the same message, the same opportunity example is given. There's always going to be an opportunity to get off track from what the Lord said. And they're, they're frequent. Some of them are bigger, some of them are smaller, but even the smallest deviation is not in your best interest. No. So should you be afraid about it? No, but the Bible tells us to not be ignorant of Satan's devices. Absolutely. Not be ignorant of evil things that will try to derail and deter you. So be watchful on the inside of yourself. Is this a lustful thought coming up or is this purity for the things of God? Am I trying to sneak in? Helping myself out and, and me being in control. Oh, I got this, Lord. Or am I truly walking, continuing to walk in the Spirit of God? One clear indicator is the peace of God. Amen. The Bible tells us to let peace, which only comes from the Lord, rule as an umpire in your heart. Right? So when you have that little, little scratchy feeling, it just feels like, mm, I shouldn't do that. I don't care if you don't know why. You don't shouldn't do it. do it. Just don't do it. It's there for a reason. That's one of the ways God gives us to help us, to there's, help us maintain and stay the course. There's conviction from the Holy Spirit. Not guilt, but just a correction going, hey, well, that's not, that's you shouldn't not be doing right. that. Exactly. You, why are you doing this? Look at your own motives. James says you ask, what, and you have not because you ask yes, amiss. That you may spend it on your own. So you, you have wrong motives working around in there? Look, all of you just kind of shifted. Oh, <laughs> like, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so you recognize you. it. So, so deal with that. Bring it before the Lord. Lay that down at his feet. Mm -hmm. Humble yourself. Come back into alignment. Mm -hmm. It's not hard to walk with God. It's not hard to follow him and know what he, what he wants and what he means and what he desires. It's not a hard thing. You have to commit to it, though. Absolutely. You do have to make that, this is how I live my life. And I'm not, I'm not allowing myself to take another route. I'm coming through Jesus because he is the way, the truth, and the life. And if, if since he is the all-knowing, all-present, all-powerful God, he's got me. 
he can keep me. And then when you activate your faith and trust, those that come to God must believe that he is, he exists, and that and he is God, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He's going to meet you with the support you need. He's going to meet you with the answer. He's going to meet you with the guidance. He's going to meet you with the safety and the protection. You need to stay under him. It's a choice. You can trust. You must choose to remain. Mm -hmm. Right, and that's, that's the, the last verse for this one, right? Mm -hmm. Is... Um, oh, sorry, the last couple of verses. The, the men of Beth Shemesh said, Who is able to go up and stand before this holy Lord God? And whom, to whom shall it go up from us? So they sent messengers to say, Hey, the ark is returned. Mm -hmm. Take it away. Just as fast as it came back, they pushed the Lord away. They pushed him out of the way to try to peer into, not to try, they did. They peered into the ark and then when it bit them they suffered the consequences of of their actions of disobedience of not the revering sin. the lord of sin yeah, yeah, exactly god said no then they rejected the lord they pushed him away they didn't want it around them they didn't want to remain in his presence and which is sad it is sad you sometimes you see that in and believers or people who endeavor to start out with the lord and then something happens that they don't understand for me i'd go well, all right lord let's figure this out what did i do wrong Backtrack, help me. Help me Teach to understand me so you. I, I don't do so, it again. so I can stay close to you, stay with you, and but not violate you at the same time because you are God and you are holy. I, I understand that. I respect that. I don't want you to go away. I want you to teach me so that I don't violate your laws. You see, King David had that heart. That's the heart that he had. Mm -hmm. Teach me your ways, God, so that I don't do anything to harm you. He said that repeatedly throughout the Psalms. Absolutely. And even when he had his own incidents, running with the Lord and had something to do with the ark and people putting their hand out to touch it because they didn't go about it the way God told them to. They, they disobeyed God and substituted their own will in their thinking it counts as the same thing. But he didn't go, get God away from me, take, nope. take him away. And you should never take that perspective, but go, Lord, okay, if you're correcting me, what help me to understand you. Teach me your ways, Lord, so that I can get it right. It and then also instruct others how they too can approach the Lord correctly mm -hmm. and in the right way, in a right relationship. It, it makes me sad when believers fall away. They turn away from the Lord because they don't take the time to push past and gain understanding about him. Mm -hmm. They don't take the opportunity to... Um, learn his ways to come into covenant with him in a way of not just hey we got the customs and the some you know the superficial things but get to know god get to know him as he is for who he is and then you know continue in their walk with god and finish the race amen all right well, let's close this out for today who wants to close this out in prayer and then we'll resume tomorrow All right, sir. All right, I promise. Did anyone have a question? Just make sure we covered that. Anybody have a question? No? We're all good? Okay. Okay, go for all it. Right. I promise. God, I thank you for revealing your word to us and just helping us. Oh, and just helping us to learn more about you and 
Okay, also thank you for blessing everybody that just blessing everybody. Mm -hmm. And God, I also thank you for helping people to get back into alignment with your word and showing them the actual growth. Mm -hmm. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Well, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Have a, Have a wonderful, wonderful day. day. God bless. <laughs>